Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and uh, welcome to our podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today we have another story in our creepy Christmas stories, since it is the month of of December. And we're going to talk about the Iroquois Theater Fire. This is a fire that took place at the Iroquois Theater on December 30th, 1903, in Chicago, Illinois. A lot of people were attending the theater as it was over Christmas break. And uh, it's resulted in the death of 602 people, so it was a pretty big fire. We're going to talk about that. Before we do, please allow me to introduce our panel. We have with me the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Mistress of the Macabre, the Empress of Evil, Satan's Dirty Little Secret, Pill Poppin', Penis Lovin', Brandy. Hey, Brandy, how are you today? I'm good, Timmy. How are you? I am well. Are you excited about this topic? I couldn't be more thrilled. We're talking about a fire where people burn up, at least 600, over 600 people burn up and die. Great. Doesn't that get you in the holiday spirit? You know, nothing better. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and uh, of course we're joined uh, by, as always, by uh, two Brandy's uh, left or right or something. It's my left. Okay. Good. Uh, (laughs) You're other right. Is the very uh, distinguished and honorable the uh, the uh, moral compass of our podcast, the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, you know, I love me a good fire, Timmy. I know you love <clears throat> a good disaster story. I love and, a good disaster and, uh, story. And, you know, these people get pretty burnt, pretty crispy at this mm-hmm. uh, fire. It's well, sad. I think that's what a, it's a sad story. Yeah, clearly. Here. Clearly, you're tore up about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it, it was in 1903, so these people would be dead now anyway. Right? Yeah, they was going to be dead, so they, oh. they made a good story for us. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it contributed to the podcast. Thank you, Bert. Thank you for your was service. <laughs> was they seeing Hamilton? <laughs> no, we're going to talk about the play they were seeing, though. It, it was... Uh, rent. No, no, one, no, it wasn't rent either. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But before we do... It's probably freaking cats, because that shit's been around forever. <laughs> Boy, that, you, you got that right. I mean, you know, I've never seen cats, but I've never had a desire to see cats. But I, I like the theater, Colonel. You know, I'm a sophisticated gentleman. I, you know, yeah. Tana, I just watched Tana in a play the other day. It was about the Romanoffs. All right. We're, We're going to do a Donaldson. podcast on the Romanoffs uh, in 2017. We have decided to stay... I thought we stay already on. did one. 
No, we did one on Rasputin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Should we announce that we decided to continue the podcast through 2017? I didn't know that we'd made that decision. Uh, we made that des- okay. decision when you were not around. Oh, oh yeah. We had a quorum. Yeah. Did you, devil, it only takes two to have a quorum. Yeah, if Does you it? only have a three-member well, panel. Actually, if you look at our charter, our bylaws. We have bylaws? We yeah. have bylaws. <clears throat> Is that something else you did while I was gone? We set up an LLC while you were gone. Right, and okay. it takes uh, two penises to have a quorum. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah. So. Your dick was not needed. <laughs> yeah. Your penis was not necessary. Well. So, anyway, the good, good news for our listeners that we're going to be around for at least another year, and then we'll see after that. Is that well, fair? You know, me, Timmy, me and you are getting up there. We don't know if we're going to well, be around I, for well, year or not. But. And you're sitting to Chuck's left. Right. So, you yeah, know, that's you true. are in the zone. If we're alive, we'll be on the air. How's that? If we're dead, then we can't make any promises. We get burned up in a theater fire. Although, you know, that I'm telling you, that podcast, that baseball podcast I listened to, it's in like the top 50, and the guy's been dead since 2012. So, I mean. He was very good. Yeah. He beats us every week. You know, I'm in a. And he doesn't have a podcast in five years. I'm in a fantasy football league. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, during the year this year, uh, one of the guys got killed. The member, of, you mean, one a of the, member of our fantasy football. Of course, league. he did. <laughs> he got killed. He was. Uh, it was. It was a horrible tragedy. It was my niece's um, husband's father, and he was riding his bike and got hit by a car. Oh my god! And at first, it was just a minor little thing, and they took him to the hospital because his head hurt. It was like one of those skiing things. Yeah, you know? where you fall and you got you got something more serious wrong with you. Than he you, he had a brain bleed, and yeah. he uh, yeah he died right at the hospital and. And it's the thing about that is yet again somebody that this Chuck a, knows. You know, this is going to be a very uplifting podcast. Well, it's just that I, I, the thing is, you like talking trash, and when the person you beat bad, is and dead. I beat him, ba- I beat him the week that he got killed, and I couldn't even say nothing about. Well, he it. couldn't set his lineup. Yeah, he couldn't even set his lineup. So that's kind of a wash. He's probably I mean, he's probably playing players that had all in the bye weeks. He did play some players yeah. on bye weeks, but. I mean, you like to talk well, trash dying. in fantasy football, know, and, and it's hard. Now the guy's falling into last place. Well, go pee on his grave. It might make you feel better. <laughs> so uh, I didn't say I wanted to disrespect the guy. <laughs> I just wanted to talk a little trash. That's why I'm being cremated. Nobody's pissing on my grave. Well, we'll piss on your we'll ashes. Piss in your urn. <laughs> me, 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 and, me and the devil going to be dancing on your ashes, Timmy. Now you guys got to no, take me out to the Because you know what? We're going to take him out to the ocean, and we're going to toss his ashes out, and they're all going to come back in, right our in our face, face in our yeah. mouth. It's going to be nasty. Good. I think I got Get in your hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. Timmy's ass in my mouth. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let me get to our shout-outs for our Patreon uh, subscribers because they are supporting this podcast, and it's because of them that we're going to stick around to at least 2017. So, so it's your fault. We want to give a very special thank you to our Patreon supporters, and those include Alicia and Chip, Brandy McBride, Lise over there in Norway, Amber Scoville, Jahara, uh, Andrew Happ, Mandy Swanson, who I wasn't sure she was on our Facebook page, but turns out she is. She just doesn't post very much. So thank you very much, Mandy, for get uh, involved, Mandy. Come on, well she's uh, giving us money, so let's. She's, she's involved. involved. She's yeah. involved, yeah. She's very supportive. So thank you, Mandy. Jennifer Siemens, of course, and her son, Hunter, and their, um, her mother, uh, Linda. Thank you all very much. Big Angelo, thank you, Angelo, for supporting podcasts. Bridget Clavey, uh, thank you, Bridget. 
Cindy Liu, um, Leslie Hagar, Charlie from the Insight Podcast, and, of course, Rudy the Wonder Dog gives a dollar. So thank you, Rudy. <laughs> Why you always got to throw Now you're not telling everybody. Everybody well, else I'm you don't say how saying, much I give Rudy it. is not getting extra air time because he gives a dollar. <laughs> is it, like, I have to pay, you know, I only get like 40 cents of that after taxes, so... <laughs> Rudy's not what are you, in Donald right, Trump. You're in the top Rudy, tax now. <laughs> Rudy is not going to get any more airplay than what he gets. All right, we're going to talk about the Iroquois Theater fire uh, that occurred uh, the year, uh, back in 1903. It was December 30th. It was during the holiday season in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Colonel, you probably might you might know a little bit about this story. Since I you're, do know a little bit about this story, but I, I, let me let me let me does. bring up something that's well, been well. Let me do the intro, and then you can ramble about whatever. Okay. Uh, it it was the deadliest theater fire and uh, the deadliest single building fire in United States history. At least six hundred and two people died as a result of that fire. But not all the deaths were reported, as some of the bodies were m- removed from the scene. So some people just like picked up their relatives and went home, I guess. Yeah. So well, ain't no what else are you going to do? Sticking around, the popcorn all gone. Yeah, it wasn't no. a movie theater. There'll be popcorn it everywhere. Live, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a musical. Oh, we'll get into what they were. I bet it smelled like burnt popcorn all over the city. So uh, yeah, it's quite a, the tragedy. The microwave mm-hmm. popcorn. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the tragedy, and uh, could have been prevented with some precautions t- taken by the city and taken by the theater owners. But 602 people died in this uh, fire, and it was uh, at the height of the holiday season. So a lot of people were attending the matinee. A lot of kids were there because they were out of school and women uh, because they were there with the kids and um, you know so it's a tragedy we're going to talk about it but you had something you wanted to but here's here's an angle that's not i you know i did a i did extensive research on this timmy i figured you would and, research uh, iroquois indians or something well i did and it and i it has nothing to do with the iroquois and there's a minor indians. league baseball team in in colorado that has nothing to do with the stories but um Here's the angle that nobody ever looked at, Timmy. What's that, Colonel? Who has the most to gain from burn people? Uh, who has the most to gain the from most burn to gain. people? I don't. Firemen? I don't know. The Shriners, Timmy. Well, the Shriners do a lot of good work. with. Uh, they, the Shriners don't do a lot of good work, Timmy. The Shriners drive around in the funny little cars with the little monkeys, with the little hats, with the little vests. The Fez. They're fancy monkeys. Yeah, They're fancy. Well, I can't get a fez. You, I can't I get a fez. Get you I can't a get a monkey for Christmas. Well, no, you cannot have a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. You should get him a monkey and a fez. A monkey with a vest and a fez for the colonel for Christmas. I'm he just throws saying, enough poo. Why we do need, they always got to be? At the we beginning? need to do a GoFundMe page to get the colonel a monkey. <laughs> Why? When you go to a parade, they show up all arrogant in their little tiny cars. Well, they motorcycles. Fuck, they fuck up the parade because, yeah, because you got you got the marching band. Everything should mm-hmm. be done in a procession. You got marching bands. You got the floats, and then you got these little fuckers riding around on these little motorbikes. And they don't go straight. They go in a circle, zigzag. Okay, I seen them hit kids before. They just go on. They I agree care. with you. I don't like the Shriners either. They, I do not like. The I don't Shriners. like their little fez, little but, hats. But you're just pissy because you can't pull off a fez. 
I can, oh, I can pull off a fez. fez. But oh, think I, about this. I don't think either one oh, of you can. I can look good in a Neither fez. Neither one of you Charlie Brown-headed motherfuckers can pull off a fez. <laughs> oh, I'm I just can, saying. I can look good in a fez. And have you seen the their their uh, their logo, their symbol? It's like a crescent moon and, yeah. What's that tell you? Uh, I don't know. Oh, what? kind of. You think they're from Mid- the Middle I, East? Well, they're oh, from they have the Middle sword. East. They, they got the sword. They got the whole... Not, they're, so you they're, think they're a terrorist organization? I think they are a terrorist organization. Uh, I think they should be on an FBI watch list. You think they should, you think they should be? I believe you think they, they should register? I believe, so that they, uh, I believe that they meddled in this election, just like the Russians did. I see, I, think, I see them more like the Illuminati. You know, the little, little organization, they're very oh, they're clickish. Th- so you think, he, you think perhaps he... By meddling in the uh, election, maybe they got the FBI guy to meddle in yeah. the election. They oh, just out. yeah, because he's a shriner. He's probably a Mason too. Oh well, because you know those fucking Masons. Here's what they do. My dad was Mason. I know this. They they wear these rings, Colonel. And if you get if you get pulled over by a cop, Brandy, your dad's a cop, so you probably know this too. Yeah, you I showed do. him that ring. They let you off. Yeah, they do. I don't know that I, that's true. And I don't true. want, but you know what? Here's know what I want. True. Here's what I want. I want to join an organization where I wear a ring and I go up to a hooker. She gives me a free blowjob. That's, that's useful. I don't want to get out of a speeding ticket. I want to get a free blowjob. And now, you know, you, you, you flash that ring in front of one of these street whores out here on, out on the Central Parkway. It don't get you mm, shit. $300. She's still going to want $300. But I bet if you had a fez hat and a shrinal ring. That or a monkey with a vest. Or a monkey with a vest. Oh, well, yeah. You get a free Hummer with a monkey. <laughs> for sure. So uh, we're going to take a, go, get a GoFundMe page to get the colonel a monkey with a fez. A fez wearing monkey for the colonel. And everybody loves monkeys. And. And with a vest. With a vest. And. You That's could have fucking a arrogant. Because you go to the zoo. There's no mon- monkeys don't wear a vest because at the they're zoo. not fancy at the zoo. They're just hanging out. They're their house. Wh- they're attention you know whores. What? When you're at your house, are you all dressed up? No. <laughs> when you're at your house, you're probably in sweatpants and half a like, and like some old flash dance off the shoulder sweatshirt. <laughs> I just wear boxers and a t-shirt. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you're not fancy. Well. <laughs> so when they go out, of course they're going to be in a parade. You put your fancy vest on. But let me tell you something. If you could make if a, a monkey can wear a fez, I can wear a fez. That is not true. And let me tell you something. If you could get a monkey to commit murder, yeah, you'd get away with it, dude. Always. It's like that monkey in, uh, like the monkey in uh, Planet of the Apes. No, in Hangover Two, that where you know he would deliver drugs. They, yeah, that is because fuckish. everybody loves a monkey and nobody suspects. Well, that. everyone loves a monkey. It's carrying heroin, especially. Well. I, I mean, okay. they, they, I mean, what, what are they going to do? Arrest a monkey? They let him. Exactly. He, he would you walk. can't arrest a monkey. You can't. Yeah, you can't arrest. Well, you can't arrest a monkey because I see monkeys in jail. You know before. what though? But it's not a good idea for you to try and arrest a monkey because they do call it the zoo. But monkeys will fuck you up. Oh, monkeys don't play. No, monkeys will fuck you but up. But they're still a little fucking arrogant when they wear the vest. That's what I'm saying. Monkeys it's break like, your... look at me. I'm wearing. A, I'm a monkey wearing a vest and a fez. Mm. Look monkeys at me. Break your jaw first. We're going to get monkey for the colonel for Christmas. And in case you're we're still gonna, feeling amorous, then they try and do the dirty deed So on we're going to get a GoFundMe page to buy the colonel a monkey for Christmas, a monkey with a fez hat and a vest. Yeah. Fancy I, dress. I disagree with that. Fancy dress monkey. He can barely take care of himself. 
Well, Rudy uh, takes care of him. Uh, half well, the time. that's why I'm thinking more of the monkey taking care of him. <laughs> if Renee goes out of town <laughs> again, she's, she's still monkey. out of town. Yeah, she's still flitting she about. Might, she's doing Paris Hilton shit across the country. I don't know what the hell she's doing. She might never come back. If she's smart, I hope she comes back because I'm running out of frozen pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Skyline. Well, you know, I you know, Colonel, time. you're supposed to put those in the microwave before you eat them. Not if you just let them sit out long enough. If you get out from it, it's like eating cold pizza. You get out, you just set it on the stove, let it get room temperature. You no, just, you know, if you really oh, want it to be good, so gross. just put it, um, set it over one of your heat grates in your floor. Ooh. See? You know what? And then you get like the brick the oven rays, effect. Yeah, and the sun rays. And if, you oh. had a, if you had a monkey, he would cook, make your pizza for you. Or I can buy you an easy bake oven and cook it with a light bulb. <laughs> oh. But you know, monkeys tend to masturbate a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, so it fits not, right in with you. I'm not sure it's a problem. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't see it as such. I'd have monkey with thumb braces. <laughs> oh, God. God. The Iroquois Theater. Thank you. Was built at 24 West Randolph Street between State Street and Dearborn Street in Chicago, Illinois. Write that down. Uh, Colonel State Street. State Street, yeah. It's a great street. It's not the greatest street, but it's uh, the, the song street. says it's a great street. I don't know that song. The location was chosen specifically to attract women on day trips from out of town who oh. thought it would be more comfortable attending the theater near a safe police-patrolled Loop shopping district. So this is in the Loop, downtown Chicago. <clears throat> you know the Loop. I've yeah. been on the Loop. Yeah. We all have been on the Loop. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the loop, but I've been on the loop. Well, I wonder if in the loop is a reference to the loop in Chicago. Look at it. Write that down. It is. Write that down. It oh. is not. Shut up, Cliff Clavin. <laughs> you don't know. The fuck. God, I saw the dude that plays Cliff Clavin on um, Fox News. He's so old now. Oh, I know. So he old. Is. But he's in every Pixar movie. His he voice is like is a major Trumpster man. And that's sad, but his voice is still in every Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, so the theater opened uh, November 1903 after numerous delays due to labor unrest. So apparently some women were given birth, and they interrupted the, the, the construction of the theater. That's how yes, I take it. that's what happened. Speaking of labor, we, we had that discussion the other day about women and giving birth. Uh-huh. Um, and, Colonel, people doubted your uh, knowledge of the birth process. What do you have to say about that? Well, you know, I know my vaginas. I mean, I know if there's anything I know, it's my vaginas. And I've seen, I've seen children exit a vagina. Uh-huh. Um, on, on but a have you ever seen vaginas. them go in? I've had a couple that have tried. <laughs> I've... I've uh, well, <laughs> isn't that isn't that curious, Colonel? Yeah, it's like a baby pigeon. You ever seen a baby pigeon? No, no. But you see <laughs> pigeons all the time. There got to be baby pigeons. Anyway, we were just discussing that on our Facebook page, and it's been. I've heard it compared childbirth compared to like having a mild migraine. You're fucking out of your mind. I've had it. I've had. You know, I can't imagine. I mean, these people talk about childbirth like, you know, it ain't been going on for 
I mean, yeah. since, since the beginning of time, since people walked on the, the upright feet. Yeah. I mean, since we people's, evolved from the primordial them sludge, out. Yeah. people been having babies, and every woman that has a damn baby acts like she's the only one that ever did it. And their kids is the most special kid that was ever born. <laughs> exactly. They're like you know five yeah. billion kids. <laughs> yeah, Let's go get a Chinese woman. That's, they, I'm just saying. <clears throat> Brandy, you look disturbed. Now, having Look, being a woman, I've had a kidney stone. Okay, I got oh. arthritis in my thumbs. Yeah. All right. Now that you have a baby, you're. In I've labor. had sinus infection. You have a baby, you're in labor for what? Two hours or whatever you're pushing. You two know, hours. Whatever. Sinus infection will last four or five days. Exactly. Arthritis. It's a lifetime thing. Yeah. I mean, the struggle is real here. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's the ignorance, they're, clearly. They're sort of like, women in labor are sort of like the monkeys at the shrine. It's their, their, their attention, they're trying to get attention. Okay. First of all, you yeah. over there, uh-huh. zip it. You got nothing. You I, got nothing. I've had headaches before. You I have can never. I, I can, you know, I can, no, seriously, I can, you know, I can empathize with you. No, you because can't. Because I've had, I've had sinus infections. You cannot empathize. I've had I've had migraines. You I've cannot had, empathize yes. ever. Pop a watermelon out of your pecker, then then you can empathize. I, I, I think it's probably on the same. Colonel, would you say it's kind of like on the same as constipation? Um, I I tend to get a lot of fiber and water, so I avoid such things. But I would think it's. I, I can't imagine. See, I got to go home at night, Timmy, and I got to mm-hmm. put these braces on. Right. On because your thumbs. The pain in the joints of my thumbs. It's real. It's real. And it's, I mean, it shoots into my wrist sometimes. Mm-hmm. It don't go away. Right. It, don't go, it ain't like something pops out of my and, hand. And no one's giving you no pain shots or anything like that. No, ain't nobody nope. putting no cold towel on yeah. my head. They're not doing a cesarean on your thumbs. No. Oh, I will. Mrs. Colonel ain't <laughs> ever said, oh, just breathe. Just breathe. No, the motherfuckers hurt. Right. And they hurt all day. You have a baby, it hurts for what? Two hours? How long you been in labor? And, 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 and once it's over with, you got at least nine months before you have to worry about it again. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's stretchy down there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The Let's see. turn the page. Well, I'm just saying that the. Uh, You're just saying shit that you don't know <laughs> anything about. And if you want me to do a cesarean on your thumb. Well, we got Dr. Jeff on the page who will uh, confirm all this information. He. <laughs> He's a doctor. Dr. Jeff's going to run so far away from the two of you. He's going to be like, I don't even know these sons of bitches. All right. So there was some labor unrest. Of course it wasn't. Women having children. It was the, the, the other the, uh, construction was delayed because they had some uh, striking uh, construction workers or something. Okay. Glad you cleared that up because right. I was As, confused. At the turn of the 20th century, theaters were the main source of live entertainment in the city. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you didn't have much else going on. You didn't have – it was 1903, so I don't even know if they had silent pictures back then. If they did, it was like probably there's Nickelodeon things. They have strip clubs. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. Strip clubs have been around forever. This is family entertainment here. Because your family. Because theaters hosted large crowds in a confined space, the threat of fire was always a major concern to patrons. That makes sense. Many singers, dancers, comedians. I would love to have been in vaudeville. I would have been a vaudevillain motherfucker if I was back in the day. You'd be a mime? I could be a mime. Could you? I'll be a talking mime. 
I think Uh-oh. I'm. You then should. You, walk, need, you, should, you need to be in the circus. I think I'd be a you, magician. You should see me do Man in a Box. It'll fucking blow your mind. <laughs> man in a box. Man and and walking against the wind. Oh, down yeah. an escalator. That's awesome. Yeah. Can you That's do down awesome. an escalator? I can. I can. Wow. So many singers, dancers, comedians, magicians. Uh, there were plays. There was burlesque, Colonel. I know you don't see? approve of such things. Burlesque. Yeah, yeah. They showed some ankle. You know. Well. Every I, woman's got to show her ankle, you know. I'm yeah, pretty sure they showed whores. Yeah. Whores. Showing her fucking ankle. Ain't nobody wants Sweet. to see no your ankle. Yeah. Unless you got nipples on your ankles. Ain't nobody cares about <laughs> your damn ankles. Oh, no. They showed her tits, but they were. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was ankles everyone wanted to see. That was slutty. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Uh, so there was, you know, these uh, vaudeville acts. They were often featured. So yes, um, this uh, the Iroquois Theater was advertised as absolutely fireproof because everyone was concerned about the fires back in. Now, the day. when you say that kind of shit, just say, why don't you just say we're going to burn down our first show? Because the Titanic yeah. wasn't that an unsinkable show. It was. Show? It was. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the fireproof. No motherfucker, unless you make completely a concrete and there ain't no cloth in it or people in there. Because people will burn. You know that, Timmy. Yeah, it's just like you challenging uh, you, yeah, people burn like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> people, once that fat catches on you, yeah. oh, you're like a hamburger in a grill. Yeah. You're like, you know when you're grilling out, Timmy, uh-huh. and that no, one he hamburger? Know. He doesn't know about okay. that. Okay. You, 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 Dave grills out. You I know how that out. one hamburger will slide between the slats? Does Dave have and, a uh, apron that says kiss to cook? Uh, Dave does not cook or oh, grill. Uh, well, I do that. Do you have an apron that says kiss to cook? Uh, fuck no. Okay. Continue, Colonel. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm just saying you got that one hamburger that falls between the slats onto the fire. Mm-hmm. And that's what humans do. Once, once that fire gets into the fat of humans, yeah. it's a mess. All right. It's a mess. I and believe it smells. You're an encyclopedia of bullshit. Fat burns on people. I I understand that. And it pops. Yeah. Ask that guy, and he was making French fries with people's fat. Dude, I saw him. I saw a movie with him. Ed with Gein. Eddie Gein. Ed Gein. I saw a movie about Eddie Gein. <laughs> He's still calling him Eddie Gein. It's I been said a, Gein. Huh? I saw. I saw no, Ed you Gein. did. He I said he. Ed Gein. He, he said, he remember on an Ed Gein podcast, he kept yeah, calling it Gein. But I saw a movie with about Ed Gein, and it showed him frying up somebody's pooter in like a cast iron skillet, like to oh, eat. That guy in Germany did that. The uh, the the guy that it was fancy too. It had a little bow on. Was it, it a breaded pooter? I don't think it was breaded. It looked very hairy. Was it I don't a, know how it was? It was a penis or a uh, what? What's a pooter? I don't know what a pooter is. It was her vagina. Okay. Uh, JJ. Okay, so so he he fried it up. He did. He and did. It was it's one of my favorite scenes in cinema. He could bring home the puda fried up, up in, in a pan. pan. All right. Yeah. I wonder if he made Cajun puda. Well, blackened Cajun puda. You gotta have the right spices for that. Yeah. Man, you probably have to have someone from Louisiana. All right. So tell me more. Jimmy, 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 about... Tell us about this unburnable I'm be, place. I'd be happy, tell me. happy yes, to. Tell it was us. advertised as absolutely fireproof. I heard that somewhere about 30 seconds ago. Yeah. It was uh, Chicago's most modern playhouse when it opened in the fall of 1903. My grandmother, by the way, was born in 1901. Just throwing that out That's there. fucking fascinating. With the approval of the city's building department... Theater developers Harry J. Powers and William J. Davis 
opened the theater prematurely to take advantage, to take full advantage of the holiday crowds, ignoring flagrant safety violations in the process. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Flagrant. It was a premature opening? You they were flagrant. They were flagrant. It's bullshit. The Iroquois Theater had the capacity of holding 1,602 guests with three audience levels. So I guess they had like an orchestra, a mezzanine, and a balcony type of thing. The main floor, known as the orchestra. Like most theaters. There you go. (laughs) It has chairs and curtains in a stage. I don't think it's mezzanine either. I think it's mezzanine. (laughs) No, whatever. No. The main floor was known as the orchestra. That's typically how it works. (laughs) And held a process. And those tickets are Did it hold the orchestra? Well, (laughs) in the front. They all were black, you know. I knew a woman who played in the orchestra for Miss Saigon, and she, they would show up like two minutes before the show started. Well, yeah, what she, do they have to do? Well, that's right, but wouldn't that drive you crazy if you were the conductor? Yeah, I'd be pissy about that. But they don't never worry about them not showing up because it's so competitive that if they oh, were yeah. ever late, they'd be out of the job. Sure. So anyway, the orchestra had approximately 700 seats. Okay. The second level, the dress circle or the first balcony, had 400 seats. And the third level, the gallery, which is where you fuckers would be. Hurtful. (laughs) You motherfuckers. You you, you Some of us should be at orc. Some of us are orchestra type of people, and some of you are gallery. I'm a simple-playing motherfucker. I would be in that orchestra. You would be in the fucking gallery with your cheap seats because you're tight. What? You got, you got more balls. <laughs> and to call us tight. I'm tight. I'm just saying. What? You're bitching about, you're so bitching about you throwing in, first... pitching in money for the Christmas party. Well, hold on. We're being extorted oh, for the Christmas whoa. party. Just so you all folks know, people come around here, they expect the managers to pay for the Christmas party. And first of Hi, all, bastards. And we're not even going. We're not even going. I'm a Jehovah Witness. I don't even no, believe in no Christmas. <laughs> no, you're and not. I'm going, no, I turned. No, you didn't. I, I, this June, I turned. Really? Did, really? Well, Did you turn since Renee left? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're Jedi now, so I'm you don't Jedi? believe in Christmas? I have uh Oh, no. Jehovah Witnesses don't believe in monkeys. You can't have they a They don't monkey. believe in birthdays either. You get no gifts. Yeah, you No, do. it was after my birthday. Yeah. But I got a pair, of, a pair of badass beats for my... Well, you're not getting a monkey for Christmas? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to be a seven-day Adventist. Uh, I don't think they get any gifts either. Yeah. Seven-day atheist or some shit. All right. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, you guys are a little tight. You'd be up in the... What the you, fuck you ever? You would be you up in the back. You got the first dollar you ever made. <laughs> You'd be up in the... You would be up in the... Piece of coal up his ass comes <laughs> out of diamond. Yeah, yeah, when wait, hey, wait, hey, when uh, Les Miserables in town, I've got uh, orchestra street, uh, seats right in the middle, like row... D center. Yeah, and that may be, but you piss and moan about they're yeah. trying to rape you on these tickets. You can't get well, nothing. No, I you know what he does? He'll bitch about that it cost him $6 to get in a cab. He'll pay $400 for the tickets, but bitch about the $6, $6 cab, cab ride. That fucking Uber is a ripoff. <laughs> He's charging, but depending about what time it is. What this is something that our listeners must know about Timmy. He does not trust Uber. 
<laughs> he would Don't not use it. Motherfuckers. <laughs> he calls the same cab company and gets the same cab guy most of the time. No, I, I, I like I like taxis. You can you go What's right his back name? to sleep. I don't know, but you go. He's got this obnoxious fluorescent orange card. Let me show you. It's oh, I've got really? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we was at the at the party that we all went to, and Timmy called a cab to get home, I was standing yeah. out there waiting. Taxi for Jack. Taxi Look, Jack. Is that, <laughs> is that the most obnoxious card now, you've ever seen? He doesn't trust. He doesn't trust Uber. Fuck Uber. But if that ain't a gypsy cab, I don't know what. What the fuck? <laughs> what single mothers he's supporting with all that all that fucking cash? <laughs> Are you fucking making it rain? <laughs> what the hell? Got my money up there. <laughs> Let's see what he got. I, I like to carry money around. Christ in a sidecar. And it's it's like Dennis. It's like pulling it out of Dennis the Menace's pocket. It's like pulling you it out of Grandma's bra. It's like pulling it out of Grandma's bra. Look at that. Uh, back to the story. Well, quite hundred dollars. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Iroquois had a capacity of just over 1,600 uh, people. Uh, they were 700 on the first level, 400 on the second level, and 500 yes. on the third. There were four boxes on the first level uh, and two above. You know those real fancy boxes? I where do people know the like, fancy boxes where, uh, where Lincoln got shot. Yeah, where Lincoln got shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't put thing? any of it in your pocket. <laughs> I'm trying to unwind this shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? You never know when you run into a whore or a heron dealer. I mean, you know, I go out for lunch. <laughs> and you were trying to give him money. You have a dollar thirty-seven in your checking account. Chuck never has a fucking dollar him, on him, man. And you were trying to Hold give on. him money. There's two hundred more. <laughs> Chuck never has a dollar on him. I mean, I don't care so what the, it was. Wait a minute. So, there's, you, so this pile now has three hundred dollars in it. If you talk to Chuck, you say, "Hey, hey, hey Chuck, you got any?" Get any change from the machine? I need to get a, a Coke. Oh, I don't have any. I mean, it's, 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 he carries like a dollar forty around with There's me. There's another hundred. We're I like to be prepared. Okay. We're four hundred. And hold on. <laughs> look at Jesus and look how it's set out. Christ. It ain't even. It's all wadded up. Well, because he's a child. <laughs> I can't believe his fucking wallet's not Velcro. <laughs> I like to carry cash with me, okay? You never oh know. Oh, my God. You never know when you might run into someone you, on I, that page. I actually do know. <laughs> I know, pretty much. If I'm He's gonna... got $442 in 20s and singles in his wallet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I might... You never know when cash no comes. No wonder you're cash scared. Is cash, cash is king. <laughs> no wonder you're scared of the knockout game. <laughs> I think we ought to jump him. <laughs> we should. We should mug his ass. Mug his ass. You know, if I ever got pulled over downtown, they'd probably arrest me for carrying cash around. I'd probably think I was like. Would you like to do my devil? <laughs> you got seven dollars. Eight dollars. <laughs> well, you know, because you never know when you're going to run into a vending machine. Because or... I'm a baller. <laughs> baller. Back yes. to our story. Jesus Christ. Right. So there's the 1,600 seats in this theater, right? Yes. Okay, the Iroquois Theater was designed by Benjamin Marshall in a Renaissance style. That's nice. That was highly luxurious and has been deemed fireproofed upon its opening in 1903. In fact, George William, the Chicago's building commissioner, you know him, of course, Colonel. Yeah, oh yeah. And fire inspector Ed Laughlin, you know Ed, 
Looked over to the theater. Like yeah, he's dead. He's too. been dead for about Ed 75 Shady. years. He looked over the theater on November in November 1903 and declared it fireproof beyond all doubt. Beyond all doubt. That's well, a that's fucking. That's say. a declaratory statement mm-hmm. there. Why you're not. You're not. You're not waffling. <laughs> Why don't you just say a tornado couldn't take this motherfucker down? Yeah. Either. Beyond all doubt. <laughs> they also noted it had 30 exits, uh, 20 of which were double doors. Okay. However, at the same time, William Clendon, you know him, Colonel. Big the, Bill. He was the editor of Fireproof Magazine. <laughs> of course, you subscribed. I subscribed to that. <laughs> yeah. There's probably about 12 people subscribed Ever to that. Ever since I saw that movie, The Burning Bed. Yeah, you I've subscribed to it. I got fireproof pajamas. He also inspected the Iroquois, and he wrote a scathing editorial in the Fireproof Magazine about its uh, fire... Uh, uh, the fire uh, dangers, pointing out that there was a great deal of wood trim, no fire alarm, or no sprinkler system over the stage. Hmm. Well, fuck the so stage. Why would, if, uh, so the Fireproof Magazine critiquing this. I mean, if it was Fireproof Magazine, we really shouldn't even talk about this theater because it wasn't fireproof. That's exactly right. And if it was fireproof, why would they need sprinklers? Getting all sprinklers. up in their business. Why you need sprinklers if a place is fireproof? <laughs> exactly. Be a waste, would yeah. it? It's like, yeah, put, I got an asbestos plant. Let's put some sprinklers in there. Everyone used the same entrance. The broad stairs leading off the foyer uh, to the balcony level were also used to reach the stairs at the gallery level. So everyone's feeding out the same, uh, same area, basically. Theater designers claim this allowed patrons to see and be seen. Because I always concerned, I always, you know, I'm always conscious of that when I'm at the theater. You guys up in the balcony, of course, are not. <laughs> tight motherfuckers. We got our op- op- opera glasses. Yeah. On. You know what? Here's the difference. When this is all going on, Chuck and I can get in our car and <laughs> yeah. drive away. Do you know your, your ass will be sitting out <laughs> waiting I'm, for the bus. I'm calling Jack. Here's what's happening to you. I'm You're call- getting trampled by the orchestra. On the no, way I'm calling Taxi Jack. <laughs> your ass is burning up in the fire. Man, I'm calling Taxi in the Jack. Back. We're just walking I'm got, on out. I'm not calling Uber. That's for damn sure. Got a taxi waiting for me right when I walk out of the theater with my lovely eye candy on my arm. <laughs> Yeah, with four hundred dollars in your pocket, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. Back to our story. Quit interrupting, cheap fuckers. What, what, I, I I just got a note of you're the you're the motherfuckers that post shit on YouTube from concerts from like a mile and a half away, and you're shaking. <laughs> I'm looking at Paul McCartney, and I'm like seeing like a dot there. The worst fucking sound system in the world. You're. you're Cheap what, ass you're sitting on Paul's lap. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Ringo. What are you playing drums for? I'm like, just saying. <laughs> some people go to be seen and be seen. You fuckers go just to. I don't know what you get. You still have not come up with a good explanation as to why this isn't an unusual day. Uh-huh. Why it's just a normal thing for you to carry almost $500 around. <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest fucking thing? Who does that like he's fucking yeah. adopting Annie? <laughs> yeah. I like to, you know, I might see someone in need that I could help out. You see two motherfuckers you see here in right need. Right here. I got $8, motherfucker. <laughs> You're the one percenter in this group, Jimmy. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, I like to carry cash. You never know what you're going to run into. Oh, my gosh. Cash is king. I ain't allowed to have $400. Well, you don't earn $400. <laughs> That's true. All right. So uh, the common stairway ignored Chicago's fire ordinances that required separate stairways and exits for each balcony. So they're going against the rules. The design, this design uh, proved disastrous as people exiting the gallery encountered a crowd leaving the balcony level. That's got this thing at work, you know, downtown. We, get, we have two buildings, and uh, Colonel and I are on the – we're the safety coordinators. Safety <laughs> Yeah, you are. You guys warning. got the hats and everything. Yeah. We, we got, got the neon green vest. Yeah, we got a vest. Oh, well. And but, I'm certainly going to follow you two in any kind of – But, you know, now they got this thing. It, what, it's it, shady. It's called, what, safety in place or some mm-hmm. bullshit. Where you don't leave, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> There's more danger in evacuating a building than there are. If it's on, on fire? Uh, safety in place, I yeah. think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's an active shooter, if there's a fire, you're not supposed to leave the building because someone outside the building might be waiting to pick you off. Pick like you a, off, too. Oh, uh, yeah. So now it's called so, safety in place. So I'm better off staying in here and burning to death. <laughs> Apparently. On the off chance that there might be somebody outside. <laughs> but don't worry. Look for the colonel and I for guidance. Yeah. Well, you guys now, go out first. We had to go to <laughs> because you're in your neon green vest. <laughs> now this we'll is... call you from oh, yeah, Town you Square, and you have to understand they take this shit very seriously. Oh, Me yeah. and Timmy had to go to training. For yeah, this. it was like a three-hour meeting on this. Shit. So we're sitting there, you know. We they give us those. We got these green vests, and they're talking about and whatever. So I, I, I neon hats. Raise my hand, and I say, you know, this does not seem appropriate wear for uh, an active shooter. I'm wearing a neon green vest. Where's the target? Could I have a? Do you have a camouflage vest that you could give me for that? Now these guys, you, you remember that? You were yeah, sitting yeah, right man. next to me. They huddle up. The deputies yeah, and everybody. They're, they're else, try, they they're take you seriously. They take his question seriously. And they're like, uh, yeah, an active shooter. I would not put on the vest. <laughs> Thank you, safety officers. So then I got to raise my hand again. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't feel like, because they, remember how they were talking about how yeah. important we were? Right. I'm like, you know, I don't feel like my badge, because we all have badges here. Yeah. Well, my, our main building, there's like, a, you know, seven, 800 employees, and it's like seven store of flights, right? Yeah. In our building, it's two flights. Two flights. And we're, we, we're 100 people at work here or something. And my not, badge, not even 100. Our badges say, say your name on it, your picture, and it just says employee on it. So I raised my hand, and I'm like, you know, I, I do not feel like my badge uh, gives the gravity of my position as a floor warden. I believe that instead of... fucking with the cops? No, Timmy did Well, the other thing is it's so fucking stupid because most of the active shooters are fellow employees, and they want you to all go to the same place. <laughs> yes. It's like shooting They're fish in a barrel. <laughs> yes. But I said to the guys, I was like, you know, I feel like my, because, my, you know, our badges got that green at the bottom. Yeah. And so I was like, I feel like mine should be red and should say floor warden so people understand my and position you. and respect my position. You're authoritarian. Timmy, did, I, did they huddle up again? <laughs> yeah. And Chuck say, was a we were looking to look impossibly to new. But I'm just fucking with the people. I'm just like, yeah. God. But it took them five minutes. Oh to yeah, they took with, it all. All their questions very seriously, and we were like, well, "But it really did take them five minutes." But really, doesn't that safety in place or what? Isn't that the stupidest thing you ever heard of? Yeah, if there's active shooter, you're not safe where you're at. No, <laughs> get the fuck out. 
All right, back to the Iroquois Theater. So Are we still talking about that. <laughs> I know, I know, it's hard to believe. The backstage areas were unusually large, much like myself. <laughs> Your backstage area. <laughs> <laughs> With dressing rooms on five levels. <laughs> yeah. They had dressing rooms on five levels. That's impressive. Well, they. And they had an uncommonly rooms. large fly gallery. Oh, that's where, like, the uh, scenery, you know, like in old days they have scenery that they move. Well, I guess they still do, don't they? That's where they hang the scenery. I'm familiar with theater. Thank you. Okay. Well, I just, no, I didn't know you were cultured. I'm just, you know, no, didn't mean oh, to I'm talk. I'm a fucking lady. I'm goddamn cultured. <laughs> I'm a cultured motherfucker. You don't even know. <laughs> just didn't mean to talk down to you. but uh, Really? You, know. you didn't mean to? Because it sounded pretty goddamn deliberate. There was even an elevator, which was pretty progressive at the time, available to transport actors down to the stage level. So they're getting all fancy. The Chicago Fire Department captain, who made an unofficial tour of the theater days before the official opening, noted that there was no sprinklers, alarms, telephones, or water connections. Why would they need them? It's fireproof. Well, I think, you know, I think that's probably a violation. The captain pointed out the deficiencies to the theater's fire warden, but was told that nothing could be done. <laughs> no, <laughs> our hands are tied. Um, fire warden, hands are tied. Uh, as the fire warden, warden would simply be dismissed if he brought the matter up with the theater owners. Well, they're pretty more powerful motherfuckers. They got <laughs> yeah. fire, the fire warden. Get the fuck out of here. When the captain reported, Why do you even have a fire warden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the captain reported the matter to his commanding officer, he was again told that nothing could be done, as the theater already had their own fire warden. Oh well, you don't need two. He was outranked. <laughs> I guess it's like the, uh, yeah, like the fox watching the chicken coop or whatever that saying is that you folks say out there in the country? I don't know. I was going to listen to you fucking bubble for <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Fox watching the... the on-site firefighting equipment. In the barn. I don't know. It's a pretty interesting thing. You probably... You might, be, you might be familiar with this, Colonel Man of your uh, knowledge. <laughs> the on-site firefighting equipment consisted of six kill fire extinguishers. And kill fire... Oh, yeah. Kill fire was a form of dry chemical... Fire extinguishers uh, that were used, that were sold to douse chimney fires in residential homes. It consisted of a two by two, two by twenty four tube of tin filled with about three pounds of white powder, mostly Cocaine. sodium bicarbonate. Yeah, it, it, it's just and it would get rid <clears throat> of uh, an upset tummy. Yeah. yeah, and you could use it for heartburn. Yeah. yeah, the users were instructed to forcibly hurl. The contents <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready to forcibly hurl <laughs> of the tube at the base at the flame at the base of the flames. So that was their instructions if they'd went to their safety committee meeting like us. So this basically they just had a a, a, a box of a big tub of arm and hammer and they <laughs> just throw yeah. it on the fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> However, the fire as we get into a little bit later began high above the stage, so the kill fire was thrown and it fell uselessly to the ground. So, Brandy's going to tell us about the fire, though. Brandy gets all the good parts. You know, Brandy gets all the good parts. Quick thing here. Oh, good. I I I came home one day. I was living with my mama, who since deceased departed us. God rest her soul. God rest her soul. Dead at four o'clock. 
I look out, and we lived in Bryce Hill, which was not the na- greatest neighborhood in the world. Nothing. And I changed. hear a bunch of noise in my garbage can. The garbage can's empty. It's a big rat. That's gross. Trying to jump out. Now, I don't want to mess with this rat. I'll bet your mama did. So I try to beat him with a baseball bat, but he's too quick for me. So I go down the basement into the garage, and I get myself a cup of gasoline. I'm going to I'm gonna napalm the rat. And I dump the gasoline in the can and uh, throw a match down there, and I'll be goddamn if flames don't shoot damn near high in the house. And uh, damn near Burma singe my eyebrows off. A little uh-huh. cup of gasoline will do a lot of... And you know, at this time, the rat's still fine. Rat's okay. Now, he was running around like... <laughs> I, I was messing him He's up. probably flipping you the finger. But now my problem is, I got a garbage campfire that's shooting up fi- higher than the house. So I walk into the house, and I grab myself a big Tupperware container of flour. And did you notice, Timmy, and this is a... Public safety announcement for our listeners. What? Pre-sifted flour is quite the explosive thing, Timmy. <laughs> so I go out and I is dump this flour. Oh, hell yes it is. <laughs> I dump this pre-sifted flour onto the fire, and I look like Wiley e. Coyote. My face is black. <laughs> my eyebrows are singed. Because the shit burned is because it's so fine, it burns like du- like grain dust. Mm-hmm. And grain elevators. That and your mom probably explode. got pissy at you using her flour. My mom was pissy about a lot of things that day. I bet. About the cooked rat in the garbage can, about the smell of gasoline everywhere, about the garbage can that was burnt up and on fire, and about all her flour being gone, and and the Tupperware thing laying in the front yard because I had to stop, drop, and roll when uh, the flames the dude, hit me. He needs a monkey. He needs a monkey. I need a monkey. He needs an au pair. <laughs> A big, I said I huge, need an au pair. I told a big, huge au pair named Milos. Yeah, that is gonna <laughs> just push the shot collar. <laughs> Tell me where my keys and stuff are. Yeah. All right. Tell All right. me not to put flour. Let's let Brandy. But anyway, a flour. flour. Just so but the anyway. listeners know, flour. I'm sif- pre-sifted flour. Uh-huh. Will burn like a motherfucker. Don't throw it on the grease so fire. Fat. Don't do. Yeah, fat will too. Grease, <laughs> grease, grease will burn. Gasoline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Napalm. crazy. <laughs> now, what the while shortcuts were taken for safety measures, no expense was spared in the construction and furnishing of the Iroquois Theater. The theater's facade was six stories. French I always want to say facade, <laughs> but that's <laughs> <you> incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, French style design with polished granite and Bedford stone. What is Ooh, Bedford stone? It's very it's, nice stone. It comes it's, from Maine. <laughs> no, actually, it comes from Maine. Bedford, Maine. From, See, he knows. Have you Bedford, heard of Maine. Castle of Rock? He does. Of course, I've heard of Castle okay, Rock. Okay, Bedford, Maine. I don't go to Maine. Bedford ever. Stone. Maine yeah. is a bad Is there a production scene. company named Castle Rock? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing good happens in Maine. Cujo's in Maine. Pennywise. All these people are in Maine. Stephen King. Pennywise, yeah, Cujo. All uh, in Maine. Salem's Lot. Yep. What's up in Maine? Yep. Paula Page. Dairy. Maine, Banger, Maine. Bang, uh, banger? I, mean, I, I, knew what, I, mean, I Ar- don't even know her. I went to Arcadia, and that's nice. Arcadia National Forest in Maine. No, Maine It's nearby Kitty Bumpport, where George Bush is from. Just saying. Okay. It's Back to the story. Huge twin Corinthian columns, hmm. each weighing... Corinthian. Corinthian. Each weighing 32 tons, supported an entrance that was composed of 10 glass doors. On top of the massive columns were ornately 
design figures of the classic icons, comedy, and tragedy. She's like huge columns, <laughs> massive columns. The entire edifice, uh-huh. not Oedipus, but the <laughs> edifice, was they had, they had an edifice complex. They didn't yeah. have an edifice complex. <laughs> was crowned with a large co- carved stone bust of the theater's namesake, Native theater's namesake Native American. Iroquois. With an Iroquois Indian. Well, that just seems wrong. The magnificent theater built for over one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. $1 million was designed by architect Benjamin H. Marshall and the pattern and patterned after the famous opera house in Paris. Nice. Walls were covered with gleaming mirrors and richly painted wall panels. Endless yards of red and green plush velvet drapery enhanced the overall look of elegance so it looks like Chuck's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like velvet. Don't get it. <laughs> Seats Careful were also your, covered. Uh, don't don't start a fire in your bedroom. Yeah, seats were also covered with plush velvet, as were the settees found in the promenade on in the promenade and floor Cetés? landings. Settees? No. She can't pronounce words for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you hilljack motherfucker. <laughs> you Appalachian fuck. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm offended. <laughs> yeah, well, here we go. In addition to traditional opulent designs, the yeah, theater, you right. do put all the big words in my fucking <laughs> thing. Uh, the theater was a first-rate example of modern technology. Seating nice. was scientifically arranged mm. so that everyone in the audience 
even the people in the cheap seats, like you and had Carl. clear views of the 60 foot wide, 110 foot deep stage. I can just see the Colonel coming into the theater with his walking stick and his little ascot. white, white uh, yeah, his ascot, his white linen suit. Mm-hmm. My seal suckers. Yeah. And my straw hat. Yeah. Yes. The walking theater, stick. The theater boasted of having over 2,000 new Edison Mazda light bulbs. Nice. The Grand Theater. Oh, they had the Edisons. Yeah. Edison Mazda. And around and around the 6,300-foot auditorium. The Iroquois Theater was advertised as not only the grandest theater in the country, if not the world, but also the most modern and fully fireproof. Well, they <laughs> fucked that up. Well, they're However, really pushing that fireproof thing. They really are. However, although laws required the theaters to have fire prevention sprinkler systems, in their haste to build and open the theater quickly, the builders, the builders did not install one or provide basic firefighting equipment. Well, they could yeah. have just left a garden hose or something laying around. A bucket Moreover, of water or something. <laughs> yeah. Moreover. Moreover? You like that? I yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I'm writing all fancy. Timmy got himself a thesaurus. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he probably copied this straight out of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway. I don't do that. Moreover, I'm not a wiki copier. Exit and direction signs had not yet been installed, and exit doorways were covered with drapery to make them virtually invisible. <laughs> Safety first. Run Safety to first. the drapes. Uh, also, many of the doors were locked to prevent unpaid intruders from sneaking into the theater. Well, bastards like you and Colonel. <laughs> or the reserve seat bastards. Area. The guy with big dollars in his wallet. <laughs> Additionally, Demo, the door open for me. <laughs> Additionally, there were no backstage phone systems, fire alarm boxes, or real asbestos curtains. Well, you need, you need some asbestos curtains. Well, Those are safe. Yeah. Uh, it is believed that the fire inspectors were bribed to certify that the theater met proper fire codes. Yeah, so they got paid off. Despite, yes, thank you. That's a bribe. That That is. Despite its grandeur, uh, the theater opened in November 1903 to disappointing crowds. Hmm. Audience, attendance, sorry, attendance since opening night had been rather small. People having been driven away by poor weather, labor unrest, and other factors. In late December, with, with, Chris, with Christmas now past, the new theater started to draw larger crowds. The Wednesday, December 30th matinee performance drew a large sellout audience. Colonel, do you and the missus ever have a matinee? Oh, we have a matinee, but it's not at the theater. Yeah. So well, afternoon delight. We, we do, we'll do a morning <laughs> show. We'll do an matinee show. Sometimes we'll do a, a, a matinee and then go right into the evening show. Mm. Oh, God. A short time to rehydrate. Oh, well, you know, morning wood is, is you got to take advantage of that. Oh my you got to chop you some morning wood, Timmy. Yeah. So what about you and Dave? Yeah, do you, you ever uh, do a little I... matinee? <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. Just asking. No. You know what? We're not. We're talking about this. All right. Iroquois Theater Fire, 1903. Yes. Tragedy. Chicago's weather that day was clear and cold. However, the cold did not prevent an excited holiday crowd from traveling from over 13 states to attend the performance of the hit comedy, Mr. Bluebeard. All right. Fuck, I'd go to Chicago to see that. Yeah. Well, uh, one of America's most famous song and dance performers, Eddie Foy, was the featured oh, star. Eddie Foy. He was a Gandhi dancer. Yeah, he has, he's, got, he's got a Facebook page, Twitter account, Eddie Foy, at Eddie Foy. At Eddie Foy. Mm-hmm. 
It's Foy, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was famous at the time. Yes. All 1,724 seats were filled and an additional, an additional several hundred people were standing for the afternoon performance. See, that's you fuck cheap fuckers. That's what you be doing. <laughs> Tickets were sold for every seat in the house plus hundreds more for this. You just fucking said that. What he does that shit to you. He'll I know he does. I'm reading script. along. I know. I'm emphasizing. <laughs> I'm trying to. You're emphasizing that some I'm people were standing <laughs> and some were Conversate with you. No. Many of the estimated <laughs> 2,100 to 2,200 patrons attending the matinee were children. Yeah, I said. Oh, again, the standing room areas uh, were so crowded that some patrons instead sat, on, sat in the aisles. See, that would be you and Charles. You'd be doing that shit. Well, yeah, why do I want to stand when I can sit my fat ass in the aisle? You, know, you should be sitting in the aisle. That's dangerous. Well, you know. It's while, fireproof. What am I worried about? While a full house was watching actor Eddie Foy perform. Oh, you know he got, he got the t- he got the pussy. <laughs> Eddie Foyle. Yeah. Foy. Foy like boy with an F. You fuck. Foy. No he, one. He, think he got laid. Oh, he was getting me. <laughs> he get he was banging day. more than John. You know Bonham. what he wasn't? <laughs> Fucking anybody that said his last name was Foyle. <laughs> Just okay. saying, the man, the man had a reputation. So, yeah. While everybody was watching this guy do his Mr. Bluebeard <laughs> Give me ditty. that boy. Give me that boy. Give me that boy. Yeah. No one was aware that 27 of the theater's 30 exits were locked. <laughs> well, I Did mean, they learn nothing from the Who know, concert? Well, and clearly not. And here's the other thing. You don't want motherfuckers sneaking. I mean, every, I'll burn this place to the ground before any of you sons of bitches are sneaking in here. You got cheap bastards like you two would try to sneak in. They're just looking out, trying to. Well, know. baller, we're not walking around, you know, excuse me, riding a bus around with $500 in our pockets. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Motherfucker could buy the bus. Right. I would have been on, I'd be on the L if I was in Chicago. All right. Yeah, and you'd be a lot cooler, but you're in Cincinnati, so no. So, in addition, stage manager Bill Carlton went out front to watch the show with the 2,000 patrons. While the other stagehands just left the theater and went out for a drink. Well, that's what I would do. That turned out to be a good move. Well, yeah. Background scenery was manually positioned and changed throughout the performance. This was a common practice during the period. It was a spotlight operator who first noticed that one of the calcium lights seemed to have sparked a fire backstage. Midway through the second act, a backstage arc light exploded, setting off a small fire on a curtain. With over 300 curtains in the stage area, the fire spread quickly to other curtains and scenery. The cluttered area backstage was full of fire fuel. Wooden stage props and oily rags added to the calamity. Roof vents designed to handle smoke and heat were sealed off, because why not? And the fire curtain snagged before it could shield the audience from danger. Yeah, yeah. so they have the, uh, this fire curtain that's supposed to come mm-hmm. down between the, the stage and the audience so the fires cannot spread. But this one didn't, didn't, it malfunctioned. A blast of gaseous fumes shot across the auditorium from an open stage door. It's like a flamethrower. And asphyxiated hundreds of theater goers almost instantly. Oh, so now you and your ilk down in front (laughs) are fucking dead. And Chuck and I are breathing the sweet, sweet air (laughs) of the upper echelon. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not After fair. Run down As, uh, and get you your got wallet. someone who paid, to, you know, to, you know, went on, uh, went, went, went on uh, tic, uh, Ticketmaster. First got, class dies first. Got got nice nice seats. You know, paid a fortune for him. And uh, you guys, you cheap bastards, you went on <laughs> Craigslist. You're up in the balcony. Your eight dollar seats. Yeah, and we're living. We got living a, large we got a and sweet in charge. StubHub tickets. Yeah, we do, and we we're brought happy our own candy with us. We did. We snuck in popcorn. You got a good view for the show now. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, and you know better. what else? You know what? We could probably toast us some marshmallows up there. <laughs> and you know what? It's probably it was probably more entertaining than Mister Bluebeard over your smoking corpse. My nuts roasting oh. on an open fire. No. All right. So Eddie, others, what, what did Eddie do? Well, That's you're going to have to wait just right. a second. Others were Eddie's. trampled or burned to death in the panic that ensued as they struggled to escape through locked exits. Succeeding only in piling body upon body as the flames closed in. Oh, that would suck. Eddie Foy. It looked like that seems from the zombie movie where they just. Probably. Uh, uh, it must have. Uh, oh, man, it's scary. Eddie Foy. Yeah. Foy. Eddie Foy. <laughs> later returned and tried to calm the audience, telling them to sit their it's asses down. It's the French down. pronunciation. Foil. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did he do? He was telling them to sit their asses down. Stay seated. Let the flames consume you, clearly. <laughs> yeah. um, he the people clearly in the front not had good no problem sitting down because they was, it was already asphyxiated. It was ill-advised. Well, yeah. First, <laughs> stay he, in place. He must have been following the Shelter procedure. in place. Yeah. He Safety first was making sure that his young son that he brought with him was in the care of a stagehand. He All later right. wrote, It struck me as I looked out over the crowd during the first act that I had never before seen so many women and children in the audience. Even the gallery was full of mothers and children. Uh-huh. Foy, Foy, was li- widely seen as a hero after the fire for his courage in remaining on stage and pleading with the patrons not to panic, even as l- large chunks of burning scenery landed on him. <laughs> that is pretty brave. <laughs> you got a fucking, you know, you got a, a cloud that's on fire, lands on your paper cloud. So again, what play was this supposed to be? Some mountain scene or something? (laughs) Well, no, there'd be a pirate ship. Look like you would Jima all of a sudden. Well, (laughs) Hiroshima. (laughs) Yeah, Hiroshima. Uh, You know, like you said, the common there was a common safety measure to use an asbestos curtain to shield the audience in the event a fire would break out. But when they tried to lower it, it became stuck in the rafters. Oh, so I was correct, Twatnai Colonel. About what? About the... I, I actually said it earlier. So this isn't breaking news. because you, you put it up here earlier. Uh, I think there was a failure to engage there. When the audience saw that the asbestos curtain became stuck, panic sat in. Uh, it later turned... What? It, how could, why could that be funny? This is a terrible, tragic oh, God, event. Shut up. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait for it. Here we go. <laughs> it later turned out to be made of paper. <laughs> so it didn't matter. Well, that's good. Wasn't going to help anyway. Right. Yeah. Soon, all the lights inside nothing, the theater... Nothing venture, nothing gain. <laughs> so the safety curtain was made of paper. Yeah. All right. The, fi- the fire safety the fire curtain safety was made of At least of it paper. wasn't made of gasoline. Well, I mean, it could be made of flour. Because <laughs> they, they couldn't find no wax. I guess. I mean, you know... All right, so soon all the lights in the theater go out, and there were stampedes. Oh, it had to be be scary as fuck. When the back door was opened, 
the shift of air caused a fireball to roar through the black oh my God. backstage area, and hundreds were killed instantly. Uh, by this time, good Lord, what took them so long? All of the patrons on all of the levels were quickly attempting to flee the theater. Some had, three open doors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some had found the fire exits hidden behind the draperies on the north side of the building, but they were locked. Yeah, because they was trying to keep people from sneaking in. Well, you burn the motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> Bar owner Frank Hausman defied an usher who refused to open a door, and he was able to open the door because his icebox at home had a similar lock. Now, see, if you got an usher, you need to show little judgment. I understand following the rules, but when there's a no, b- ball no. fire, you got, you got Barney Fife as an usher there. Really? No, no one's coming through this next. No coming through this place. Houseman credits his friend and outfielder Charlie Dexter with the Boston Bean Eaters with forcing open another door. A third door was either was opened either by brute force or by a blast of air, but most of the other doors could not be opened. Some patrons panicked, crushing or trampling others in a desperate attempt to escape from the fire. Many were killed while trapped in dead ends or while trying to open what looked like doors with windows in them but were actually just windows. The dancers on stage were also forced to flee, well I guess, along with the performers backstage and in the numerous dressing rooms. When the performers and stagehands went out the back exit... Now, when they went out, did they do the can-can as I they were? I think they did. An icy wind rushed in and made the fire substantially larger, which is not, my, is not their problem because they're the fuck out of the building. Right. Stagehands, actors, and actresses scrambled to leave the burning That's area... That's why safety in place. ...through doors in the back of the stage area. All right. The rush... Uh, let's see. Uh, the rush of eight-degree cold air sucked through the open doors created severe fireballs that further spread the fire toward the opposite ends of the theater, engulfing the seating and lobby areas. God, I had a nightmare. The audience frantically looked for exits, but could not immediately find them, as the doorways were covered with curtains and direction signs where it had not been installed. The thick black smoke quickly spread through the building and reduced visibility to near total darkness. Of the exit doorways that were located, many, many were locked. How many times? They had these doors goddamn locked, okay? Some of them got open. Most of them did not. Motherfucking doors were locked. Thank uh, you for emphasizing well, that. Well, it's in a sidecar. Apparently Timmy wanted to drive home that point. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just helping you out. All right. In less than an hour, more than 600 people perished. You know, you'd be surprised, but I don't always write this, the scripts all at the same time. Sometimes they do it over days, and I forget what I wrote. You should read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should read it before. I don't get these scripts very much Wait, you, know, you give them to us like 10 minutes Because you guys never now. read them. If, if, I used to send them to you in, uh, no, ahead of time. We used to be prepared. This used to be a Oh, bullshit. You got this, you you got this on... yesterday, and you didn't even look at it until five oh, minutes before the podcast. I'm almost done. I didn't get it yesterday. I didn't get it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to you yesterday. I think that's a lot. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said today. Come I'm the sorry. Thing on it said today. Here's yeah. The All right. I'm sorry. Because you never read them, and I, I I get frustrated because I know if I send it to you a week at a time, then I have to go back and tell you I sent that to you last Tuesday, and then you you can't find okay. your you can't find hey. it in your inbox. Hey. Then I have to send hey. it again, and hey. I'm hey. pissed hey. off. Hey. Huh? Turn the page. He's about to take his shit and go home again. Right. Turn the page. <laughs> All right. If you don't start reading these goddamn scripts. <laughs> no, don't complain about 
don't complain about the script if you don't want to read them ahead of time. Don't complain I don't send them to you ahead of time when you didn't read them when I sent them to you ahead of time. We didn't know we needed proof. I only have a little bit more here. You want to get out by 3 o'clock? Please continue. (laughs) All right. Bullshit. uh, officially, 602 people died, but many believe more were lost in the fire. How many? Officially, there were 602 people. All right. that that is I can confirm that from my earlier statements. <laughs> All right. Uh, I thought it was 603. <laughs> Let me see. Your research uh, ain't even No, consistent. 602. You're correct. It's not Bodies, consistent. Well, hold on. I had to skip like three or four sentences. Okay. Bodies were found. You know, that's kind of important. You don't skip three or four sentences of my script. Do you want me to read them? Yes. Oh, okay. Don't skip them. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It may be important later. Okay. All right, I try All right, wait a to tell a story. Okay, okay. Many people were burned alive and trampled, but most died sitting in their seats overcome by heavy, thick smoke. Victim, victims were asphyxiated, burned, and trampled to death. Bodies were found throughout the theater, many unrecognizable, and many twisted in horrific black shapes. Uh. In less than an hour, more than 600 people perished. Officially, 602 people died, but many believe there were more that were lost in the fire. Many people were burned alive and trampled, but most died sitting in their seats overcome by heavy, thick smoke. Didn't you say that? Victims were asphyxiated, burned, and trampled to death. What's so funny about that? Bodies were found throughout the theater, many unrecognizable and many twisted in horrific black shapes. (laughs) I already heard that. How many? Hold on. How did the people die again? <laughs> Victims were asphyxiated, burned, and trampled to death. You gotta start writing the fucking scripts if you don't like it. Approximately seventy percent of the deaths occurred in the upper level gallery, and That's the seven rem- out of every ten. And thank you. And the remainder were killed in the balcony. Uh, relatively few people died who were on the main floor. Chicago firefighters put the huge fire out in thirty minutes, but they could not prevent the huge death toll. Twice higher than the citywide Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Officially, 602 people died, but many believe more were lost in the fire. <laughs> okay, Out- it's been a while since outside, I wrote this script, okay? Outside the theater, corpses were piled 10 high around the doors and windows. Patrons, Terrific scene. Patrons had clamored over piles of bodies only to succumb themselves to the flames, smoke, and gases. They were asphyxiated, I take it. It is estimated that 575 (laughs) people were killed on the day of the fire. At least 30 more died of their injuries over the following weeks. Of the 300 or so actors, dancers, and stagehands, only five people died. The aerialist, Nellie Reed, an actor in a bit part, an usher, and two female attendants. The aerialist role was to fly out as a fairy over the audience on a trolley wire, showering them with pink carnations. She was trapped above the stage while waiting for her entrance. During the fire, she fell, was gravely injured, and died of burns and internal injuries three days later. All told, 602 people died. She wasn't an aerialist. No, she was not. (laughs) She's an aerialist. I'm sorry, Colonel, we don't have any time left for your part. That's okay, because Brandy's done her part three times. (laughs) I... I mean, these are stellar scripts, don't get me wrong. It's just, I could have taken a whole page out of this script had we done a little editing. I'm just, I just saying. I, if you read the thing ahead of time, you could You have, have one job. <laughs> no, I, I research. That's one job. I write the scripts. That's two jobs. I write I do the songs. The, I, I, I do the write podcast. The songs. That's four jobs. You know, I do the, I do the editing the, of the what podcast. Was, what was your third job? Six. 
I do the what four six? What the fuck? I promote the podcast. Seven. Can we I think that's get to one key element? All you, you do is is jammer. You can you show up. You can't even read. You, could you Fucking edit moron. the script, maybe? Can we make that number three? Since you skipped that one, we don't want to. All you do on. is show up and complain. We're not complaining. It's just. Fucking complain. You complain about the the Christmas party. (laughs) Complain about my wallet. You want us to die in a fire? I don't understand. Uh, Oh, okay. Let me see. Cheap bastards. Sit in the gallery. We would have got Uh, burned up. Yeah, you'd be. How would we have died, Brandy? I think, I think we'd have you been trampled. Die, you would have died like uh, the areola died. <laughs> the areolias? The pink, the pink, the pink fairy. Okay. Pink fairy dust all over your ass. Well, no, you she know. wasn't throwing fairy dust, you fucking <laughs> fuck. If you read your own goddamn throwing. script, which clearly you don't, she was throwing pink carnations. Whatever. Yeah, fuck. Paper pink carnations. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so those went up. Those were little bombs. <laughs> Well, let me get to that kind of job. Kind of sucked, didn't it? And after, after, after an event like this, Timmy, I bet they had a hard time replacing the areola. <laughs> you would expect an investigation. Well, yeah. Six hundred three people die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone should look into it. Nope. Well, as has been said once before, it was the worst theater and single building fire in How American history. <laughs> How many people died? 602. If you don't remember anything from this podcast, you'll know that 602 people perished. Well, and they suspect making, that it was more. Yeah. Because you're making fun is, of these people, and they're burnt to a crisp. Well, first of all, I'm not making fun of these people. I'm making five fun of Five days after Christmas, I'm making fun 1903. Of and here's the thing. There probably were more because, you know, the, the mothers and the children Thank probably God. melted together. Thank God there was no more sheriffs passing out. Pink, uh, Carnations. pink carnations. Sherubs or whatever. What's a sherub? <laughs> Angel. What's I a, what's shot a sh- the sherub. <laughs> what's a sherub? I'm sorry. I'm the one that can't read or talk. A sherub. Yeah, that's what I said. I know you did. I'm just so confused. Colonel, okay. please continue. Let the, let, this, let the colonel have his... Let the spotlight now. shine on the colonel, please. Okay. Well, You've not, had your turn. That you blew it. going to explode. <laughs> There'll be 604 people. <laughs> That's a shame. You, you're not making, you should make fun of this. It's a tragic event. Well, headlines carry. It was so tragic that headlines carried news of disaster all over the world, Timmy. I bet oh, Eddie The Iroquois Theater Fire Disaster created a huge public outcry. I want to know about Eddie Foyle. And demands for improved in fire Foy. inspection <laughs> and enforcement. Now, here's what the investigation concluded. All right. They found that although the building itself was fire resistant, it was woefully lacking in others' fire safety measures. <laughs> you think? Like the paper asbestos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the asbestos fire curtain meant to shield the audience didn't function properly. And was made of and paper. It was found to be made of paper, and even if functional, functional would have yielded no protection. Although there were many exit doors, they opened inward into the auditorium. <laughs> That's fucked up, isn't it? People trying to escape tend to push on the doors. <laughs> so yeah. When yeah, people we were. were able to pull the doors open enough to get out, some people were then wedged in the door. 
door oh. opening as people continued to push uh, onto that, that the door. A, man, panic would set in. Today, exit doors open outward so that when people try to escape, they would tend to push against the door. There were also no exit signs. Many exits were concealed by flammable drapery. <laughs> this is like... It's like what everything you. This is what. Hell? This is yeah. This is what. How not to build a theater? Yeah, this is like, motherfucker. You want to get home? You got to run the gauntlet. We got flammable curtains. How would you like to have been the floor in. alert officer in that place? Your little, your little vest on. Now the the staff had never had a fire drill because of course why it would was, you? It was flameproof. They didn't even know where the exits were, and some refused to open locked doors. There was no emergency lighting. The main auditorium lights never switched on, so it remained dimly lit, except for the romantic glow of the fire coming out of them. Oh, God, what a nightmare. So, when tons of burning scenery collapsed onto the stage. Oh, man. The electric that was just, that was, was chaos. destroyed, and all electric went out. Jesus. You got you got scenery falling on fire, falling on the stage. You got fireballs. Falling my, out of the sky Oh, from my God. Orders. You got the doors <laughs> locked or uh, opening inward. <laughs> During the performances, the stairways were blocked with iron gates to prevent people like me and Brandy with inexpensive tickets from Uh, taking seats in other parts of the theater. See, I knew you guys were behind it. Many of the exit routes were confusing. There were several several ornamental doors that looked like exits but weren't exits at all. (laughs) Jesus. 200 people died in one passageway that wasn't even an exit. It's like a, a, a hallway to nowhere or something. <laughs> yeah. Iron uh, fire escapes on the north wall led to 125 deaths. <laughs> Who fucking constructed this goddamn <laughs> thing? The Jesus upper platform Christ. had no way of getting down. People were trapped on all levels. Jesus Christ. Because the icy, narrow stairs and ladders were dangerous to use. Was it 603 people? Because smoke and flames blocked the way down. Man, Jesus, if we ever built that. It's Fuck, like man. Where the, the theater where they, from hell. Where, where, where do you get houses. your engineering degree from? With the haunted houses, it was easier to get out there. It's like a haunt, exactly. It's like a glass house or something on fire. Like, Jesus. It's like everything you could do. Let's see. What, what can we do to really yeah, make this? Yeah, let's, let's, let's put some trip wire down the floor. <laughs> Hey, boss. Let's trip people as they run by. Right. These doors are opening outward. What should we do? Oh, no. Change that shit. (laughs) Make them pull real hard, but lock them. Let's booby trap them. (laughs) Now, after the fire was alleged, the fire inspectors had been bribed with free tickets. Oh, well. Uh, At least they got something out of it. I hope it wasn't to that particular show. Oh, I knew they were gonna fuck me. <laughs> it should have <laughs> exactly. Hey, I, I have tickets for Saturday evening's performance. God damn it! I would like a refund, please. <laughs> now, as a result of public outrage, did they refund their ticket money? <laughs> No, they bribed him with tickets. <laughs> that fuck, that death trap. Your ass <laughs> would catch on fire. 
Well, you know, Master Charge or uh, Master uh, Ticketmaster is still going to charge you the, well, the, the, yeah, service, the service fee. fee. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, as a result of public <laughs> outrage, <laughs> many There's were a charging. convenience fee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> many people got charged with crimes here, including Mayor Carter Harrison Jr. Most charges were dismissed three years later, however, because of the delaying tactics of the owners lawyers and their use of loopholes and inadequacies in the city's building and safety ordinances. So at per normal, no one paid for it. <laughs> they walked. The they fucking walked. The only person convicted was a tavern keeper charged with grave robbing. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker's going to the joint. <laughs> they had the owners, the, the, the fire inspector, the mayor, they, they all walk. But yeah. The, Poor tavern guy. <laughs> he was wrong. Picked you know. <laughs> Do you need help? <laughs> the tavern guy who picked up a a Go charred ahead. wallet. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the pokey. <laughs> it was your fat ass wallet he was grabbing. <laughs> Right. Bunch of singed 20s. So many theaters around the country were also closed for inspection. In New York City, the very next day, New Year's Eve, theaters discontinued standing room only. And a good plan. (laughs) Yeah. Fire prevention reforms were quickly implemented (laughs) throughout the country and the world. New laws were introduced to better govern fire inspection and prevention policies for theaters and large buildings. Strict building codes, inspection, enforcement, and insurance standards were also implemented. Major reform. This is this is one of those, and I'm going to get this right. This is closing the barn door after the horse is out, <laughs> yeah. or closing the theater door <laughs> yeah. after, after the fire. Yeah. Trapped yeah. In. yeah. Um, let's see. Major reform policies implemented include features that were that are commonplace today: outward opening exit doors with a panic bar, door handles. Uh, lighted exit signs and fire-resistant curtains, scenery, and seating materials. Uh, again, some theaters around the country eliminated standing room only altogether. <laughs> uh, build, building and fire codes were subsequently reformed. Theaters were closed for retrofitting all around the country and in some cities in Europe. The Iroquois fire prompted widespread implementation of the panic bar, first invented in the United Kingdom following the Victoria Hall disaster. Panic exit devices are now required by building codes for high occupancy spaces and were mass manufactured in the U.S. following the fire. A second result of the fire was the requirement that an asbestos fire curtain or sheet metal screen and not a paper curtain (laughs) be raised before each performance and lowered after to separate the audience from the stage. The third result was that all the doors in public buildings must open in the direction of egress. But that practice did not become national until the Collinwood School Fire of 1908. Neither one of these uh, events we have ever talked about. So well, we might in the future. Well, we might. Fire prevention reforms implemented as a result of the Iroquois Theater Fire have dramatically reduced deadly theater and building fire deaths worldwide. To honor the victims, the city of Chicago held an annual memorial service at City Hall until the last survivors died in 1963. Damn. Okay. So they were, yeah. Those yeah. people hung on for a long time. Not really. I mean, it was 1903, so I mean, a lot of them were kids. 60 years later? Yeah, a they lot died, of them were they kids. They succumbed to yeah, maybe 70s or They didn't later. get trampled or burned? 
No, but you know, there's always one fucker that lives to be 116. <laughs> or, you know. And they have to do these celebrations yeah. until or, he dies. Or had a flaming carnation land in their lap. You know, like the Civil War, this guy lived like oh, 140. And they had to like to do this kind of memorial every year. Yes. Okay, uh, Brandy, your final thoughts on the Iroquois Theater uh, fire of 1903. I was thinking that Chuck would like to do his shout-outs. Well, I, I want your final thoughts on the, the topic first. Well, was it was was you interested in it? Was it? It was horrific. It was horrific. And did you like the story? I did like the story, and I especially enjoyed the. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We didn't hear about Eddie Foyle. <laughs> what happened to Eddie Foyle? Foy? What I happened to Eddie Foy? I don't know what script. happened to Eddie. Foy. I want you to find it because it's in the script. <laughs> I don't know what happened. This to fucker Eddie over Foy. here can't. He, he's got one page and he can't fucking read it. <laughs> it ain't in here. All right, uh, Colonel, do your shout outs and uh, 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 Brandy, can you Google Eddie Foy? Can I Google Eddie? It Foy? ain't in the script. All right, she's gonna Google him and find out what and happened. I'll get his name right. Information in the script. Uh, go on with your um, shout outs and then we'll get back to Eddie don't Foy. Don't you want my thoughts? Yeah, your final thoughts, Colonel, it's on like the Iroquois. Let me ask. It. <laughs> Your final thoughts, Colonel, on the Iroquois Theater fire of 1903 that killed 602 people in its it's horrific like fire. It's like it was designed by Wiley Coyote. It's like Wiley Yeah, it's Coyote like everything to not to do. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, yeah, it's like building a Titanic with a lot of holes in it or something. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so, any other thoughts why Brandy... Uh, no, looks up Google. Jeff Foy. No, it's Eddie Foy. Eddie Foy. Eddie Foy. Eddie Foy. Okay, Eddie I got, Foyle. Let me start. We're going to give a shout-out to Eddie Foyle and his family. <laughs> his uh, for well, first of all, Mr. Foy had 11 children. All right. Seven survived he, he, childhood. Uh, he apparently did not believe in using protection. No. He did not. When did he die? Uh, he died. He kind of became a hero. I think we said that, though, didn't we? He, he died three, like February 16, 1928. So he lived 25 more years. Yeah. And a distinguished career. He was married four times. Okay. Had 11 kids. And, uh. What yeah. did he die of? Oh, Jesus. The consumption? Christ. I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says he died. He died at 71. So he was old. He was okay. old, yeah. He's a brave man, though, during that tragedy. He was a brave man. He did pretty well. Even his ship fell on him. Yeah, Yeah. he was standing there as a fucking. He had scenery falling on him. He had fucking uh, fairy dust falling Mm -hmm. on him and. Flaming fairy dust. There's no goddamn fairy dust. (laughs) Son of a bitch, you wrote this fucking shit. She was throwing carnations. All right. Flaming carnations. Flaming carnations. All right. All right, Colonel, go to your shout-outs real quick so we can get out of here. All real right. Real quick. Who do we always start with? The lovely Tasha out there in California and her mom. And her mom, Mrs. Tasha Ophelia, Lady Ophelia. Yes. Miss Ophelia. I think that's Robin Quiver's real name, too. Ophelia? Uh, uh-huh, on the Howard Stern Show. I think her real name is Ophelia. Yeah, I don't think I don't think me and Tasha are friends on Facebook, I, I, so I can't creep She's a, a lovely, uh, lovely lady, or Tasha. I'm sure Ophelia is lovely as well. Oh, you know she is. Yeah. Anybody that would do mm. a birth, uh, mm. Tasha. Got oh to my be a God. Woman. She's very attractive. What's I it? know. All right. But we have a lot to get through still, and we're working on a long ass time. Jeff Gurdley. Yeah, Jeff's okay, but he's not as attractive as Tasha. Not nearly. Neither is Sam Hildebrand. Yeah. Angie Ball's sure lovely. And, lovely and, redhead girl. And, Angie, yeah. She doesn't Jennifer like you Linda. talking about redheads, though. You very She's insulted. forgiving me. She's right. forgiving me. Missy Dean Horton and Brisk, Britt and Chris. Yes. Celine. Celine. 
Jeff, Dr. Jeff Chestnut. Dr. Jeff. Teresa Slavin, Tommy Boomershine. Boomershine. Shonda and Larry, of course. Yeah, our friends out there in Oregon. Um, yeah, Shonda and Larry, and I wonder what they're up to, what the new cause is now. I don't Rebecca Montanley. They always make me feel like I'm not doing anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> always make you feel guilty. Yeah. Like you should like you know. Like I should be doing something. Or give life. money to charity or something because they're yeah, always doing such shit. good things. I know. Yeah. Mike Eisenhower, I, you know what I believe. You, you know what you it. could give money to is the fucking Christmas party. You goddamn right. You know what I believe. What's going future. on with Sean and Larry? I believe they do a lot of dastardly deeds and they're trying to compensate. <coughs> That's what I Maybe. think it is. No, I think they make passionate love. Because <laughs> <laughs> they seem very passionate people. So I'm sure when they, because you know that's what couples do. Why do? Why? God. I'm just saying they're, they they seem in love no, and they're both say anything they're else, very actually. passionate about causes and things and they do they do a lot of the Lord's work. <laughs> okay. No, I'm seriously they 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 okay. have a great Stop passion. Talking. Life. I can't. Okay. I just can't. I'm sure it's passionate. <laughs> Jesus. People in Washington can hear them howling. So, no, I'm just saying that they, okay. they have a lust for life. <laughs> All right. That's a, it's a good thing. Daniel Fredrickson. Hey, Daniel. Uh, my girl, Nancy Palomino. Nancy. She's, not on, she's not on Team Colonel. She is. No. Yeah, Nancy? Mm-hmm. Nancy's a dedicated member of Team no, Colonel. You, you know, not... you can't just declare somebody on Nancy that. has declared it's, You know what it's like? Nancy. It's like it's like employees declaring how much you're going to give to a Christmas party. <laughs> still, Kim Kamikaze Kazmersky. Yes. Jennifer Hawkins. Tara Chinchilla. Tara Nee Chinchilla. One of our Irish lasses. Lindsay McMillan, uh, Eddie Rushing, Yoel Handler, Sammy James, my buddy Jason Dykes. Hey, Jason. Amy Carol Payne, Tyra Jenkins, of course. Lovely Tyra Jenkins. Lovely Tyra. Mm-hmm. Um, the Trowbridges. Yes. Colton. Phyllis Munson. Lovely Aaron Wentz. Crazy ass Donna Curran. Brian and Lisa Lawton. Crazy? She's a very nice lady. Oh, she's back crazy. Shit, crazy. Olivia Meyer, uh, Bridget Clavey. Hey, Bridget. Brian Snellings, Denny McFarlane. William McNamara. I know. Fucker. <laughs> he shouldn't have. William Truax. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina Spillane, of course. Trixie, Stephanie Quick, Sydney and Michael. Hey, Jamie, Sydney. Jamie Tarantino, who uh, I got a clarification from. That said, I am in fact a female. So yes, because we weren't sure. You we dumb, sure. <laughs> you, Colonel, you dumb son of a bitch. Yes, I'm a female. She's the lady. Yes, Laura O'Reilly. Hey, Laura. Gabby Lewis, John Cunningham, and I'll tell you what, Jimmy Tarantino. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the stuff she's drawn. Yeah, she's an artist. Yeah. She is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible mm-hmm. the drawing she does. Tara, mm-hmm. Bond, Jean Bond, Lydia. Brandy McBride, Maggie Glover, Jeff Appel, Christine Bourgeois, and Devil. What is Dave asking for this year for Christmas? Katie Moorhead. There we go. Mary, <laughs> Mary Ray, Marvin Hammond. Hey, Marvin. John Holmes, Tom Smith, Bobby Burns, Dave Lampier. You call you should call Marvin mate. He's a mate. Marvin is mate. Terry Holmes. Hey mate. Of course. 
Terry Hamlin, who is new to our page. Who is new. Um, History Kirsten Dweeb, Davidson. the podcast. Susan yeah. Angles, who's a nurse who likes my, who, Susan likes my veins. Yeah, I, that name. must have been a metaphor for something. I, I think. think it was. Yeah. I think she's. Oh, she I think she just like, wanted to stab you and not be bleeding. She's like, <laughs> that might be a nice vein there, Colonel. Yeah. No. Nah, that's the first time you've heard Eyes that. Eyes up, yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that thing. <laughs> she wanted to stab you and make you bleed. <laughs> Little Emmy Waterfall, Christian Dorma, Daniel Fredrickson, Brandy Deese. Hello, Brandy. Hey, Brandy. I'm giving you Hello. many shout outs. Hi, Brandy. Pete Fulmer, Ron Rodsky. Um, we got Jessica Bishop. The I'm getting to her. Okay. Um, the lovely she's just another lovely one, Kelsey Fro. Kelsey is very lovely. Um, Mr. Hushler. Mm-hmm. Alan Dobbs. Hey, Colleen Alan. Madison. Norma DiMaggio. Gigi. Andy Spiesner. Um, did I get to Brandy Willis Dees? Yes. Okay. But hi, Brandy. Callie Jones. Skip Fayou. Callie's a very attractive young lady. Callie is? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a lovely lady. Um, Susanna Sheldon, Toby Deese, Jennifer Winans Miller, Marion Buckwald, Jeffrey Dolan, of course, Stacy Lynn, um, Liz Evans, Little Lizzie, Brenda Deutsch, Jessica Bishop, Jim Moyer, Josh Burton, Michael Daniel, Genesis Lopez Alicia, Romani Danger Howard, Carolyn Stoppel, Susanna Sheldon, Heather Marshall, Sheila May, Carol Nash, Kevin Behan, Lisa already got, uh, John Janke, Jeff Hopkins, here's a new listener, uh, Anna Daza, tell me if I got that wrong, Anna, and Anna, um, the two Heathers, Heather Poole, Heather Hall, Brittany Powell, Melissa Lubrano, and uh, Mike Arnold, Paul Pimp- Mampilli, lovely Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, Jennifer Potts, Maria Barber, can't forget about her, Christine Montana, hey, Christine, Steph Glenn, Ms. Annette Pitre. Yes, from the Bronx. Ms. Yo, Fancy Bronx. Fancy pants from the, pan, from the Bronx. Yo, Bronx. Lovely little Katja. The lovely Katja from uh, Denmark. And what we found out in the last two days, one of the freakiest people we got on this damn show, but lovely young lady, Fallon. Fallon, yes. Fallon's a very nice young lady. Why do you say she's freaky? Now, read some of her posts. Yeah, that was to be on History Tweeves, the podcast group. Join yeah. us. Me and Fallon got something in common. We both like boobs and macaroni and cheese. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you both like penises. <clears throat> I'm not sure, but, but we both like macaroni well, and cheese Well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the Colonel Crew. Yes. Angie Ball. Loyal, even though I said something about redheads, she's still on the Colonel Crew. My two trusted allies, Nicole and Ali. Mm-hmm. Ali from the Insight Podcast. Yep. And I did finish the Centerville one. That was a very good one. Yeah. Sarah Cercaville. Cercaville, yeah. Mimosa, who is thinking about becoming a stripper. And, and we encourage that. We encur- We do encourage that. If you need an agent, we let me know. I can get you some the arts. Well, and you know, Timmy walks around with a wad of cash all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can start out here. Yeah. 
I got between between us, we got four hundred forty eight dollars. So looky there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> nice contribution. <laughs> um, of course, the lovely little Jennifer Burdick. Um, you never know when there's going to be a financial crisis. I well, I like having a little cash on hand. There's nothing wrong with that. My dad does that. Well, he lived through the Drives depression. Drives me crazy. No, did, he didn't. We, we both he didn't did. live through the goddamn depression. <laughs> Karen Barnes. Yes. Janet Fitzgerald, whose daughter was not feeling well, and we hope she's on the mend. She was. Yeah, Janet had, had a birthday, feeling, and her better. daughter was sick. And um, another lovely Irish lass, Frances Doughton. Yes. Um, Amanda Bocce Ball. What about Jessica Williams? Jessica Williams was next on the list. See? Shannon, of course. Shannon. You didn't say Stephanie Quick. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm sorry, Stephanie. Missed it. Um, the lovely Tiffany Bell. Yes. Monica D. Augustine. Agostino. Yes. She's a lovely woman, too. Again, not so lovely, but a loyal member of Team Colonel, Scotty J. Angela Cobes, who told us she had liver failure, and we're glad you recovered from that, Angela. Yeah, absolutely. She told us about the white poop. Oh, yeah. You got white poop, get right to the doctor. It's bad news. And uh, the newest member of Team Colonel. Thank you for sharing her medical condition with the world. I'm sure she appreciates it. She put it. it on Facebook. Well, that's, that's a closed group. You okay. just violated you HIPAA. Did. You did violate HIPAA. Yeah, yeah. Viol- HIPAA no, it was a public service announcement. You get she shot said, for that. Okay, well. Yeah. And the newest member of Team Colonel is uh, Radika Smith. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember her declaring that. I don't remember that as either. As soon as her first post, I, I pay attention to this stuff. When people say, love Team Colonel, I put them on the list. That was her very first post. And you, you're, pretty, you're pretty loose with <laughs> your, your membership there. When they say, Chuck, your dick. <laughs> okay. And we got, uh, we got, of course, our lovely Lady Beverly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, Timmy, I know you get, tr- you get frustrated when I say this, but... Timmy, why don't you do this one? No, I want you to do it, and then we're going to go, because I have to get home. Well, Dottie, here's a shout-out to Dottie. Got to go put some money in a bank, apparently. Yeah. Dottie, if you need any cash, Timmy walking around here like Hugh Hefner in his bathrobe and wads of cash. Bathrobe. So, uh... Drinking Pepsi's by the. Dozen. I never saw any purpose in the bathroom. You know I mean, why, why, why? What's the purpose of a bathroom? Keeps you warm when you're naked. Well, when you go out to get the newspaper in your jammies, you're not flashing uh, a wang all I, over the day. Exactly. I, I go to Cincinnati.com. I don't have a news. Okay, but big, not everybody has that kind of access. Well, well, I got a big. I got. Th- two, they're obsolete, basically. <clears throat> what you're saying now, since I got the three bathrobes. I got a silky one for when I'm feeling sexy. I got a regular lightweight, you know, kind of terry cloth, whatever, cotton one. Then I got a big furry fleece lo- one. Don't you think he looks funny in his, uh, in his fluffy, uh, wouldn't he look funny in his fluffy bathrobe? No, it's warm as hell. I mean, hell. this whole conversation is just fucking fascinating. I mean, can we do this for the rest of the afternoon? I don't have any place else to go. I'm nothing just else saying. To Let's talk about your bathrobes. Bathrobes are important I, they, they Randy, are. where can people find us? Do you got house slippers? I got house slippers. I, I don't like my feet to get cold. You got like little ducks. Because Tasha put on a thing. She's never barefoot anywhere. The colonel never go barefoot. The bottom of my feet never touch anything. Yeah, I'm 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 crazy about feet too. I don't I don't like feet. Again, feet are disgusting. Fucking fascinating. <laughs> I, I but I'm seriously, there's nothing grosser than a woman that's got or a man 
bottom of their feet is like really hard and crusty. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, I don't mind feet so much. I just got tender feet. I I'm not like the one that. that has to catch a bus. We can sit and talk about bathrobes and crusty feet all fucking day long. Let's talk about vaginal odor again. That yeah, one was always no, a good geez, time. You had to bring that up. I oh, just got Jesus my Where can people find us, Please Brandy? Please find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two uh, Facebook pages. We have the History Dudes page. Uh, but but the uh, page that is most active and where all the people we talk about on, on the show, you can find them. And that's History Dweebs, the podcast. So just do a search for History Dweebs, the podcast. You can find us there and join the page and interact with the likes of Brandy and Chuck. You know, and I got to say this. Find us on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, leave us a positive review and we will give you a shout out. We'll yeah, read I got to know this is Twitter. A, something Twitter I at History Dweebs One. And it can, you can also <laughs> fi- follow the Colonel at Hawk Waters. Walters. Yeah, whatever. Hawk Walters. <laughs> Uh, Stitcher, Lipson. Stitcher, Lipson. Uh, Lipson, if you actually go to Lipson and search us, you'll find the whole library. Oh, the, the whole, you could celebrate our entire collection. Yeah, we have like 200 podcasts, some ungodly number like that. You know, I got to get me a Snapchat thing and see if Hawk Walters is available because I, more and more well, you get listeners saying... won't be after you say saying, that. Saying... Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. No, Colonel, we've got to go. Okay, okay thank you on. for... Well, I have to say this. I doubt My, it. Renee's been gone for a week. That means you brought this, you opened up the line of subject. No. This line. My house has been vagina free for a week, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And you would not believe the lower levels of stress in that house. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. Vaginas and, cause stress. Well, they sure do. And they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why, <laughs> that's why you all are carrying around $400. We'll catch it. Oh, you know what? You didn't give a shout out to Elise. I gave a shout out to Elise. I don't think so. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.